cheers to another episode of the Wine Notes Podcast. I'm your guide, AJ Weinzettel, on this journey of stories showcasing the people behind the wonderful world of wine, where we dive into conversations ranging from terroir, viticulture, to favorite music, superpowers, and more. Please enjoy this episode of the Wine Notes Podcast. Before we dive into this week's episode, I want to give a quick shout out to Aubain, a single vineyard estate of Pinot Noir and Chardonnay located in the Eola Amity Hills for sponsoring the podcast. Hearing me talk about the vineyard, the label, the winemaker for Aubain is terrific, but I haven't told you where you can taste these gorgeous wines. In the heart of Carleton, Oregon, you must visit the Carleton Winemaker Studio, which just celebrated its 30th anniversary. The studio allows multiple wineries to share one winemaking facility and reduce the overhead of having their own winery. It's a great facility to visit and taste wines from numerous producers. When you walk into the tasting room, let them know you heard about Obain from the Wine Notes podcast and they will be sure to treat you like royalty. You can purchase your bottles of Obain today by visiting their website at obainwine.com and be sure to use promo code WINENOTES for 20% off. That is A-U-B-A-I-N-E-W-I-N-E dot com and promo code WINENOTES for 20% off until August 5th. Channing, thank yes. you so much for taking the time today on the podcast. I really appreciate it. This is great. This is great. Uh, it's not that far away from my house. I love this uh, spot. And hey, anytime I get a little glass of free wine, I'm going to roll up. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're very lucky to be here at Domain Serene in Lake Oswego today. And they poured us a couple wines, but I do have a blind. Yeah. Uh, is it okay if I pour you a little please, bit? Please, please. I would love it. All right. So, you know, I, as I tell everybody, you have the ability to talk about it, not talk about it, whatever you want to do. Right. It's, uh, it's you know, to have just a little bit of fun. And, uh, you know, at the end, I will Ooh. do the reveal just to, you know, like keep smell. everybody humble because blinds are all humbling. That could be way off. Okay, I'm, you gotta give me a second. You gotta give me okay. a second. Let me, I gotta warm up because my brain's going to a bunch of stuff, but I do love uh, the smell of that. It's yeah. not like little little hints of chocolate, but like big fruit, nice nostril. Yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It it's, smells uh, round. It, that's, it smells like it's not flat or spicy. Right. Yep. It's, it's, there, it's, it's there, appealing. How there, about that? And there's some great life in it. Mm. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, yes. That's also good. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is the 2015 uh, Blanc, Blanc de Blanc. Yeah. Oh, really good. Yeah. So starting off, we are. I mean, we're practically at IPNC. Yeah. How are you feeling? Are you ready? You know what? I think the only thing I'm nervous about is being super sweaty. But I'll just bring it back <laughs> and um, uh, and just be fine, man. I think for me, thinking about that after going to Aspen. Uh, being there for, for Aspen Food and Wine, um, I think for us, finally, as like a little business who's grown over the years, it's, it's a great opportunity to meet our peers, right. my peers and our team's peers, and to really just kind of feel that sense of community. I think I've, I, you know, obviously I have two jobs, um, two worlds that I live in, and so it's nice to, you know, when I go to All Star, I forget that I was a basketball player sometimes when I'm doing <laughs> wine stuff, and then... When I'm in wine, I forget I'm a basketball player sometimes. So, like, it's really nice to dive in the community. And in Portland, I've had nothing but uh, enthusiasm and encouragement and um, being able to work and, and 
make wine with some amazing winemakers is really like push our progress forward as chosen. Yeah, no, and it's to be a featured winery at IPNC this yeah. year. I mean, that had to be just uh, humbling and honoring all at the same Super, time. Because, you know, we're learning, right? I'm, I'm learning, we're learning, and we're growing, and, and longevity is the greatest gift, right? right? And it's hard to do it <laughs> year in and year out, and we're exploring that. As the world started, when we started, it was COVID times, and it was all online, and then as that's going, you realize the world is starting to get back together to how it used to be, but you still have to remember why you started this, right? You can't just adjust completely or change completely. You have to just adjust. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. yeah. Um, but to be a featured winer, I just we just have our, our head in the sand trying to make sure that, uh, number one, we're telling our story, that we're reaching everybody, as many people as we can, um, and that we're being authentic. So sometimes we're like, oh, we got to recognize for something we're like where and then it's like oh crap it's ipnc like this is like huge because there are right. so many wineries and winemakers that we look up to as like inspirations like we would love to do something like that how do we do that authentically like for me a, a good example is like michael jordan influenced kobe who influenced jason tatum and all these other players right so like that second third generation of influence i think is coming uh, from me, and hopefully I can influence another generation. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure that you will. And the process to get into IPNC, yeah. right? I mean, you just didn't like, hey, here's my wine. Can we get in? <laughs> no, it was no. nothing like that. No, no, no. I think you have to do or they have to do their due diligence right? Um, in not only like the character of the winemaker or the, the winery that's doing it. And then number two, when you blind taste something, it takes away all the, it makes it guesswork. It's your palate. And I think for us, we've always tried to be very um, authentic to where we get that wine from. So doing the research, which is my favorite part, right? right so right. we make wine from Sonoma Coast and, and Fort Ross Seaview. And so for me, whenever I get a chance, I try to sit down with somebody who's an expert or has been drinking that. You know, I have an Oregon wine reserve right here. I'll go in there with Andres, who's the owner, and say, can you bust open six or seven bottles and let's talk about each one of these. Right. So I know the different tastes. I know what happens after three years in this area or that area and also talking to our winemakers down there. So we do that for each wine that we make. Um, so obviously it's a lot of sipping, but it's also a lot of learning. Oh, yeah. And regurgitating that. And I practice on my friends, right? Yep. So when we go somewhere, when I go to a party, I'll bring six wines and be like, guys, try these and go. And right, I think right. we're always trying to be um, extremely c cautious in, I wouldn't say cautious is not the right word, respectful mm -hmm. for the process of how that wine got to where it's supposed to. And also uh, out of respect for tradition, but with our palate. Right. right. I think there's been amazing winemakers all across this country, especially with Pinot Noir, that have been doing it as long as I've been old. Right. As long as I've been alive and we are just trying to pay homage to them uh, by putting out wine that's done the right way, um, done at a respect for like the traditional way, but with a new age twist on it. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. And, and I've, I think and I, and I could be wrong about this, but the uh, Give Joy, Get Joy event for the, can the Children's Cancer Association. 
I mean, that seemed to be quite a memorable event, event for you, where Lytle Barnett was a sparkling wine, right, right. and like every member got a custom etched magnum and yeah. everything. I mean, what kind of fire did that light up in you? Uh, I would say a volcano <laughs> that is still going now, and right. I think looking back, right, now, I, I made a post today about like just the last three months that I've had. If I were to show my person back three years ago what I'm doing now, he would have said no way, mm-hmm. right? He would have been even more fired up. But to have an opportunity, Chase Renton's space at Longelow is special. Yeah. Uh, those 20 acres on the Dundee Hills really influenced not only my palate, but like just the process of wine, um, how hard it is, the variables. And for Chase to allow us to work with him with his babies, you know, yeah, um, yeah. was huge and influenced me uh, to be where we are now. And, you know, I think Chase seeing that and, and feeling that is also part of part owner and chosen. Right. Um, so whenever we go do work, it's like he's working with his cousin, right? Chase has his bottle or his barrels that he knows these are, you know, these are mine because this is my love right here but everything else let's make let's make a painting together right right. um which i you know i don't take that for granted i think that's special i think sometimes when you do custom crushes people go well here's three barrels you get to make yours out of this right almost every single time we're working with 20 plus barrels and have to blind taste (laughs) all of them right so it's a lot harder and we you know to go down this road you realize that it's not just about what you're tasting in the barrel it's what is the story behind it? What is it? What was that year? Are you drinking what you like now? Or are you going to drink what you're going to love in a year, 16 months, two years? Right. And also, are you being authentic to that year? If it's a warm year and you got some cooler sections and you want that to be the, the picture, you're not giving the right uh, you're not giving the right portrayal of that year. So we try to be extremely um on point with each one of our vintages reflecting the weather, reflecting frost. Okay, there was no, there was smoke for us. So we didn't make any uh, uh, juice from Walla, or Walla Walla, from the Willamette Valley in 20. Other right. than like a little bit of pre, uh, uh, early pick Chardonnay that ran out. So I think it was like 20 cases. So right. it's a little. Right, right. Um, and there's still no smoke on that. Chase did a great, crazy job on that. Um, then, you know, 19 was wet, 18 was dry, 17, I think, was dry again, and 21 is perfect. It's yeah. like the cherry deliciousness. Ugh. And then this year coming up, harvest, we were just going over crop yields and all, all this kind of stuff. And 22 is going to be pretty solid also, um, especially for people who like to hold it two or three years. Yeah, yeah. And Sorry, I'm regurgitating no, all this. It, it, no, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's all yeah, good. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the 22s... Um, I, you know, I heard fabulous things about that vintage. And, you know, if you, um, the frost, right? Yeah. If you weren't affected by the frost, beautiful fruit, yeah. overabundance of fruit when it actually came out. And then 23, <laughs> it's been a very interesting vintage so yeah. far. I mean, it started off cool. And then in May, yeah. holy cow, it got freaking <laughs> hot as all get out. Yeah. And now we're just, we're just um, having all this... Uh, Nice, warm, hot days. If it stays like this, pretty moderately, staying hot is fine. Um, Not to nerd out, but obviously this is a wine podcast. Nerding out, like, we like to trim some most of our fruit, especially for the Willamette Valley. But this year, with, like, how the sugars are going, how everything is doing, we might actually get um, 
I would say almost a ton more on the on the vine than what we would. So let's say if oh. we get two, we're getting three. Nice. Or three, we go to four, which is huge for us in a little business making because it gives us options right. to really pick the best for our reserve, which is coming out uh, pretty soon. That that would be great. It'd be great. It's yeah. so nerding out that this was not something that I was doing three years ago, like getting into when is bud break and what happens after frost and you <laughs> yeah. know um you know the price per ton or all these things and so over three years i've really turned into someone that wants to dive into this and in the business right. of wine um with with the love and the, the like admiration for people who do this uh just as a full-time job well even though this is my full-time job but like you right, know people right. who with a winery which we want how they do it and how they've been successful for 20 and 30 years. Exactly. Um, you know, you talked about Chase a little bit being, you know, part owner. Uh, Kevin Love is also part owner and you're part owner. Yeah. And the three of you were out at the joy right. brainstorming of kind of what chosen family looked like. Right. You know, what were some of the other brainstorms that, you know, didn't come about? Uh, I think for us was, you know, at the time I, I, Kevin and I were talking about this uh, on the airplane once I said I decided I was going to retire. Right. And we had a lot of different names for what we wanted to do. But one thing that we were sure of is that we wanted to work with other wineries. That was a big thing for us, right? Because, you know, I, I consider him like my brother. I just talked to him today. And for us, it's not just about chosen right it's not just about our wine right like a lot of people would get weird coming in here right right? i love that this is successful right i am a firm believer that uh the tide rises all boats and if we're teammates and you're successful i'm not jealous of you that makes me want to wake up earlier as a basketball player i was never jealous of lebron right or kevin because they started i said this is my role right now. I have to earn that position. Right. And maybe this is where I'm successful. And this may be excuse me, where I won a championship in my lane. So Kevin and I discussing this on a plane and then working with Jacob Gray and Chase Renton, um, we just kind of evolved this to go from 125 cases with just uh, Chase Longolos collaboration. Right. And that year we... We're really crazy and decided to come out with Blanc to Blanc four years, mm-hmm. uh, traditional method, uh, bubbles, like, because we're like, we want, our main goal was this. We feel like we're successful when you drink chosen bubbles and end with chosen Cabernet yep. and everything in between. Yep, yep. Because that is our journey when it comes to wine. That is the joy of it, that whatever you're eating, whatever your occasion is, we have something for you where you feel like you're filling up your cup with delicious juice, made the right way, and you appreciate the story of where we've come from to where we are now. It, exactly. Right. So in, in 2020, you sold around 850 cases. Right. And then you, you're talking about working with other wineries. In 21, right. you worked with uh, six other wineries, right. and you came out with the One Barrel Challenge. Yeah. That was a huge success, and you were just setting the world on yeah. fire. I mean, if I remember correctly, like Good Morning America or something came yeah. out and talked yeah, about did. it. Yeah, I think 
for me, being one of three like black owned wineries in Oregon, it's just like you have a responsibility. It's not just to the black community, it's to everyone, right? It's like right. when I talk basketball, I talk to a certain community. When I talk wine, I talk to a certain community. But why can those communities not be together? Right? Exactly. I think that's how right. I live my life, right? I don't go, oh man, I'm gonna go to a wine shop, stay outside, you only like beer. <laughs> no, come on right. in here and learn. Like let's I'll get you a bottle for twenty dollars that's from Spain that you're like, well, everything's too expensive. I'll get you a great red from Spain for twenty, thirty bucks. Exactly. It's gonna blow your mind. Yep. Oh, you like good Chardonnay, but you don't wanna pay sixty bucks? Okay, let's go down to New Zealand. Like get you a twist off for twenty. It's amazing. Like right. there's so many great things. Um, that the communication, the empathy, and the, the the togetherness when you and someone else is like willing to learn, like the ego goes out the way, yep. right? When you go into a wine shop, you tell the guy most of the time, what you got, here's what I like, <laughs> let me learn. Yep. I don't know, there's another place, another drink that does that other than wine, which energizes me as you can kind of tell. Oh, I, I, not I, this, is, <laughs> this is me talking about wine. Exactly. So uh, are we going to see another one barrel challenge? We are. So we had to take some, st- it blew up. Yep. And then we had to, we were like, oh, it's going to be six or seven. And the response was overwhelming. So then we have to create all these things. So we're trying to get, make sure that it is as easy as you want to be a part of it. Sign up. Here's the thing. Here's where to send it. And right. somebody's going to be in charge of that. So, but everyone who's part of the wine industry also has a full-time job. So it's taken a while, but we want to make sure that there's no stone left unturned so that for a small winery, your donation is as valued as somebody is as large as Domain Serene right. or Rex Hill or A to Z. That it's all about the wine. It's all about that experience. It's all about... Um, you know, really donating to some great causes to help wine be shown in a, I don't want to say a better light, be shown with a brighter light. That's a better way to term it but Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Earlier this year, I, I interviewed Chase Renton. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I asked him, what would be a good question to ask you? Yeah. And so he said, you know, ask Channing, what is his favorite moment uh, since one of, uh, what is your, one is your, um, one of your most proudful, prideful moments of getting into the wine industry. And this is no joke. Uh, There's two of them. When we first made our, every year when we make our Chardonnay. Right. uh, Whether that's, you know, the chosen Willamette Valley Chardonnay, or that's our Rosé, which is 80-20 Chardonnay, um, or that's the collaboration with Chase Renton or Lingua Franca. My wife only drinks white wine or rosé. She doesn't drink red. Every time she goes, Chan, this is, this is gorgeous. This is absolutely Ugh. beautiful. It means a lot because when I retired, I retired because I wasn't home a lot and I wanted to spend more time with my family. Right. And then I gravitated towards wine. <laughs> and so for her to understand that this motivates me and to take time away from my family, how important this is. Right. And for her to see the work that we do and then to putting that juice in a bottle, and then for me to go like, you inspire me to make sure that this wine is tip top, right? It's not an award, it's not a score, it's not anything like that. I think one of the best uh, quotes I've heard is like, if you're an artist, which whether you're a vintner or a winemaker 
or you're in the wine industry, you're an artist, right? Agreed. Because you interpret what happened to that vine that year, that right. juice, based on your experience. And I think for me, if I don't love it, if I don't want to drink it, then why right. am I giving it to you? I can't sell a lie. That that has to feel awful for right. certain people, right? Yeah, exactly. We're just cheating the the process, right? The process is supposed to be hard. It's supposed to be some years you get 25 cases, other years you get 225. But that truth is what makes wine wine. And why are you, don't duck that. Right. Accept that and just understand that each year is going to be different. Like, I'm not the same person I was last year and hopefully I'm not the same person I was next year. Right. We're constantly growing. Wine. We're evolving. And I think um, that's what I'm, I'm proud of my wife. And then secondly, um, I'm proud to see our logo around, right? Like you wearing that, like right. means a lot to us because, or to me especially, because I think as much as we are a vintner or like a winery, is as much as we are a brand. And, you know, I, I made a comment uh, at Aspen Food and Wine. It was just like, you know, certain wineries just don't know how to talk to the younger generation. Right? They just expect, look at all my glory, like come here. Right. But that's, that's intimidating. It I is, feel like yeah. when you create a space where they're welcome, everyone is welcome. The music is chill. It's a nice elevated space or it's outside or it's authentic to you. People gravitate towards that. Yep. And merch like that means more than just, oh, I need a hoodie. It's 100 degrees outside. Yeah, it's 100 right. degrees. I got the <laughs> yeah, freaking got the hoodie on. <laughs> and so for me, I appreciate that. Seeing my best friend still wear the first hat we ever made. Or my brother still wearing a shirt with a hole in it. Or my buddy who was coaching in Italy wearing it every single time he, he gets done with a game. Right. It's just like winning game shirt. I think it was easy to be proud of me when I was an NBA because I was one of 350 people. I'm one of 20,000, uh, an endless growing group. And people are proud of me for becoming a rookie again. And going on this journey. So those are my two things. Yeah, no, that that is great. And you know, you're talking about you know being closer to your family and yeah. everything. I believe Hendrix is one of your boys. Yeah, yeah it's my boy. Yeah. And he's the tallest, from my understanding. Mm -hmm. And so five eleven. We got because he, he's gonna start playing football. Five eleven, one fifty two. Wow. And he's twelve. Oh. Yeah, he's a big boy. It, it, so is he going to be a winemaker? You know what? He's mentioned it a lot and you know we did during covid which we haven't done but i have it out i was actually going to do it this week because i had time is the 88 smells oh yeah that was oh. huge for us yes and i think he has the option yeah if it makes him happy i try to involve him in not just a drinking part but like when we go to harvest you come with me if you can right if you're right. not at school go do this sweep that glass up or pick these grapes or help pick this box up or do this. Like it's not, it's the sense of community that really I would love for him to be a part of the wine industry. Right. It's the community. And I think him, if I, if I do this right, he'll be a second generation vintner, maybe with a place of his own. Right. With an opportunity to go with the people that I've met to go to France, to go to South Africa, to go to Australia, New Zealand, Chile, Greece, right? Right, right. To see the world with as basic and as old of any other occupation in anywhere. Right. 
right? And that's what's crazy. It's not like he's going somewhere to go sit at a desk. He's going somewhere to see the bare bones of that culture and to really learn about it. And I think that's exciting to me. Um, basketball helped me do that, but it's really hard to make the league, and I understand that. Yep, yep. So, hey, if you don't want, if you don't love that, then allow me to instill whatever I'm learning now to you. No, and that that's great. And that goes for all the rest of my girls, too, who are, they are way more into, <laughs> I want to work at the winery than he is. <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, so, what did Hendrix... Um, play uh, Xbox games with Desmond uh, Mason and Andy Lytle's kids? You know what? Uh, he did, I think, back in the day, but he was just a little kid. Yeah. Um, but Andy Lytle, I've known him a really long time. One of our friends from back when I first moved here used to babysit his kids. I think Andy has always been somebody that's... Um, his enthusiasm for the wine industry, uh, the wine that he puts out, I think um, playing against Desmond Mason and seeing him transition to art. We lived in the same building for a little bit, the, the yeah. South Waterfront. Um, seeing those two guys, well, I'll start with Desmond. Seeing Desmond transition from basketball to art right. was like, holy crap, you could do that? <laughs> and be successful and be happy and live your right. life was huge. And then seeing Andy and understanding like at the joy and where it is now, and realizing, holy crap, that in two years is going to be nothing. Right. It's going to, not nothing, it's going to be that drive usually is a long drive because there's not a lot of vineyards around. Now nope. you're like, oh, you're going to Eola Amity, there's only one place to stay. Mm -hmm. You want to go, you want to go to Lingua Franca, Christum, uh, Bethel Heights, you want to go to all those places. Walter Scott. Walt's yeah. sleeper. The biggest sleeper in Oregon today is yep. Walter Scott. Yeah. It's, it's just like, if you see a bottle, anybody listening, grab it immediately. Exactly. Grab it immediately. You're welcome. It, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you're talking about Hendrix, you know, just kind of absorbing, you know, what you're doing and right. everything. Um, one, one of your collaborations is Jackson, yeah. you know, at, at Granville. Oh, yeah. And he thoroughly, you know, just through osmosis all of his life, yeah. figured out how to be a winemaker and everything. And so you mentioned doing Blanc de Blanc, four years, yep. uh, collaboration with Jackson. And um, so are we looking at, like, maybe next year that will be ready? So we're going to try. We tried it the beginning of this year. We're going to try at the end of this year. Right. Um, make sure labels and stuff are all good. Uh, Jackson actually makes all of our Willamette Valley juice. So anything that just has a chosen logo on it, right? those wines are always going to be, for the most part, 40 and under. And then we just came out with a reserve this year because we were starting to get um, long-term fruit contracts. Right. So we're really starting to understand what our fruit tastes like each year and being able to say, okay, this is the best of the best of that fruit. Right, right. But it's all under 60 bucks, maybe 55, 450, yeah, whatever some, Somewhere thereabouts. Anyway, somewhere right, in right. there. Um, but we also, Jackson... It's been a huge influence with me with just the knowledge of it. Like, and this is what I'm saying. People who are that knowledgeable can translate it to me and mm -hmm. my friends and make it, 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 it like as easy as, as pie. Right. Right? It's, it, and so for me, understanding the lingo and understanding what he sees has really helped me to be a better, not only a vintner, but like a whatever I am now, a founder. And... 
also to communicate the things that I'm looking for to our other winemakers that we work with. So I, I really thank him all the time, like in, in super humble that he takes the time to teach. <laughs> um, but we also have, so from him, we'll have the Blanc de Blanc. Yeah. He makes our, you know, Willamette Valley, Chardonnay Rosé, uh, Pinot Noir. And then he got his hands on some Temperance Hill, mm. which is, Ugh. I mean, there's three or four places in Oregon Right. you would say would be the Grand Cru, and that is one of three. Exactly. And I think for me, uh, for him to trust us with that fruit, right? To tr- for for those bottles, to for that, I tried it out of the barrel. Uh, I want to say like four or five months ago, and I mean, I was just like, "Give me a straw." This is like, <laughs> how is this so good? Right. Like it's, <clears throat> but it's age. It's age, and it's just obviously. Weather, it's, it's, it's a it's, lot of things. It's a it's lot of things. Perfect. Yeah. It is something that everyone strives for. Right. Right? And then you can have replicas of that thing. But to have an opportunity yeah. to, to be a part of the history of that area is mind-blowing for our little our little brand. Yeah. No, and congratulations on that. That's, <clears throat> thank you, that's, thank that's you. a huge so thing. So we put up an auction at Salud for... A case of it. Oh, so nice. we were like, listen, no matter how much we make, some of this has to go back, and that's what you, we were talking about one barrel challenge, or you know, our new vice president, Tiket Bramlett, is the head of our legacy harvested. Uh, I was right. on the phone today with Akimi uh, from the Roots Fund. Like, as much as it's wine, it is getting more people into wine yep. and making it fun because it is fun. Making it, it less complicated, like giving people the translator in their ear, yep. right? So instead of saying terroir, we say, hey, just the ground that there, is it rock? Is it rocky? Is it muddy? Is it sandy? Okay, it's usually one of those three or a combination. Right. And if it's something crazy, maybe like Petrus, where it's white clay, <laughs> where it soaks up water like a sponge, right. then that's different. Right. But for the most part, it's those things. And then the weather, and then is it hilly? Is it flat? Is it grassy? Is it the rocks in Walla Walla? Is it like the ridges like they do in Greece, right? Like, what is it? And then once people understand that, they go, oh, man, I like stuff that's jewelry soil. Oh, you like volcanic soil. Okay, now, like, that's how you break things down. And people go in a a restaurant, and they go to a wine shop, and they go, I like it here. Because each time I get something, it's like, am I going to love this more than I like the last thing? I think... When you watch a basketball game, if you're a little kid, you watch it for the dunks and the highlights. Right. When you watch it, you're like, man, look at that coaching. Look at that timeout he took. <laughs> like, you get excited about those things. And that's right. what we want people to get. We want people to get excited about uh, the coaching and, and the good plays. It, it, exactly. Um, so I also interviewed Jackson earlier yeah, yeah, this yeah. year. And I had to ask him what would be a good question to ask you. And he's like, so... Asked Channing what was his reaction tasting my base wine for the first time. Oh. <laughs> and, his, and, the sh- his bubbles? Yeah, yeah the, the actual base wine before, you know, so it's still in barrel. It hasn't been put in bottle for second fermentation. Oh. You know, so that actual, like, very. Yeah. Oh, dude, imagine tasting, like, 10,000 sour apples. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> like, right? It was, like lit my cheeks on fire 
but it was it was like oh look at this is kind of sweet no it was like sweet <laughs> and then every ounce of moisture in your cheeks is gone but like Jackson you know Chase inspired me Jackson inspired me uh, you go down to Hazel from Brian and Laura you go to Tomah Legua Franca you go to the Salty Boys um, from you know Sonoma and Napa and like They've all inspired us. And so I'm like, why do I have to keep this to myself? Like, why can't I share this with the platform right. that Kevin and I have, that Chosen has? And like, where somebody goes, I'm only interested in the Syrah from Walla Walla and the Pinot, the Temperance Hill, and maybe the Cap. Right. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Perfect. Right. You get that every year. And let's talk about it. And we're going to do dinners with it. We're going to show you what to eat with it. And we're going to show you other stuff. And if you trust us, I think of it as a spectrum. If you trust me, and, and we do our rosé like we do a regular wine. So we blind taste it. We go through the process. And like it's not just like press it off the grapes. Okay, these are the crappy grapes. We do it like a real wine. Right, right. Now that may be good or bad for us in the long run. But for me, when I give you this glass, and it's your first, you're looking at me as you sip this. If you don't have a, a thought about it or a reaction, I'm not doing my job. You right. go, ooh, what is this? Or I've never had something like this. Or this isn't my jam or like any of that. Anything, right. Then I'm not doing my job. Right. But one thing you will know from the rosé to the Cabernet that's coming out is that the quality and the intention of all of them are going to be the same. It's going to be high level. Nine out of ten, if not ten out of ten. Exactly. And I think we just try to strive for that every single time. Yeah. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier today, I was, you know, at one of your events, yeah. you know, in the winter of 21 and, you know, t you know, got to taste everything. I think yeah. that's when you first came out with your Sonoma Pinot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, everything was was great. I mean, it was it Thank was you. really, really good. And it just continued to grow from that as like doing it once is great. Right? right. And I always look at my brother, who's not a huge wine buyer, but he's getting there. Yep. He's never had Syrah before. Uh -huh. So I introduced him to our first Syrah. Right. And now he goes, I'll have a cup of rosé. Give me a case of Syrah. Because I grill, and this is what I like. And oh. maybe a Chardonnay. Maybe one. Right, right. And I'm like, dude, this is the best. This is, the, the, like, you are a perfect client. You show up. You know what you like. You want to learn. You're excited. And then when you go to a grocery store, or not grocery store, but like a... A wine shop or somewhere like that, you go to Washington and look for Syrahs on right. that list. And so I'm like, I want to share just a portion of what Washington and Walla Walla can bring, right? right. Gramercy Cellars, Long Shadows, Rain Van, like, I can, I can keep going on. Yeah, right? there's, Bayhaw, yeah. Like, uh, Double Back, like, we can keep going. And, I, and you're going to try those because you may have trusted me, and now you're going to say... Let me go venture out a little bit and see what's up. Maybe you find something that you love. That's right. fine with me. That's yep. great. I've done my job. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when you first came out, right. you know, with your wine in 2020, you know, there's, there's like, oh, look at this, a celebrity coming out with another wine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I didn't get to meet you until um, in 21. Right. There was uh, kind of the unofficial get-together at yeah. Hazel Fern for IPNC. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And... The authenticity and the oh, humbleness of who you are blew me away. Oh. You had an amazing mm -hmm. conversation with uh, Julia 
Coney. Uh, Coney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's great. Uh, she is She's great. great. And I can't, I, I lost count of how many hugs you gave out that <laughs> night. <laughs> Big hugger. Yes. The you, wine helps, <clears throat> even though I was really sweaty. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it yeah. It was so hot. It, it, it was, was hot. oven in there. Yeah, but just all, all the hugs. I mean, I was like, all right, you know. Channing is the real deal. He's all over this, oh, and you. I've been I've been a huge fan and a follower I you know, ever that, since. Man. Listen, I just hope uh, it's hard for me to fake this, right? And right. I think it's hard for me to be like, guys, buy the wine, buy the wine. I'm more like, try the wine. Right. right. Come to we have we have a tasting room, two tasting rooms now. Right. right? So one at. Uh, uh, Han Oak on Sunday yep. and Grouchy Cellars on Thursdays. So for us, we're growing because now we're starting to see people want the experience of to sit down and do flights because they're a lot more comfortable in public. Right. So for us, that experience that you're saying, the hugs and the laughter, why shouldn't that be every single time you go to a winery? It should be. It should be. It should right. be that intimate because the, the hours you spend, I don't have a lot of time to spend everywhere right i have family i have three different jobs I, you know all this stuff right and, but when i go to a winery i just want you to to love on me a little bit right <laughs> just right. love on me a little bit right like, right ask me how i'm doing or ask me like what do i usually like and you know what even though i already know you got that bottle open act like you don't have the vintage bottle open <laughs> already ready because you know i'm a buyer right, right like right. that type of experience is what people want people nowadays want experiences Yep. And I think for me, if I am not regular chanting all the time, whether I'm this with you or I leave this place, I go see somebody, I'm going to be the same person. But right. long story long, I appreciate you. Uh, that means a lot. I'm just, I never yeah. notice what people notice. Yeah, you know, and just that's... like, eh, let me just hug everybody up. <laughs> yeah. I just love people. People have been so awesome to me. Um, you know, I've, I've tried to fight the first couple of years, the athlete celebrity thing and then now is working on this every single day and being a boss right. I'm now I'm like I don't even care <laughs> I don't even care because I feel like in our niche basketball celebrity second job market right. I'm the only one doing what we're doing and I we purposely wanted to be solidified by other really good winemakers, not just Channing, not just Kevin. Right. And I think we've done that um, by them coming back two and three years, having different vintages, um, doing different events with them. So I'm excited. And I'll yeah. also see you. Are you going to a Shardy party? Of course. Oh, yeah. I'll be there. We have a pre-party uh, uh, at Hi-Fi. Yep. Go there and then got to get in the car and somebody drive me to the... I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to make Hi-Fi. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, so there was another person at that Hazel Fern event and that was uh, Andrew Rikers, yeah. the winemaker at For All Dayant. Yeah. I interviewed him earlier this year as well, and he was like, when I asked him a question, he's like, well, I don't really have a question, Yeah. but I want to apologize, Channing, for all the obscenities that I yelled, <laughs> <clears throat> you know, while he was playing basket- yeah. basketball at U of O. You weren't playing basketball at U of O, but, you, you know, your yeah, team yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And... Uh, <clears throat> I just thought that was that was no, funny. No, no, no. Listen, I love it. As a fan, I'm a troll, right? I like to troll players. Like, if I'm just a fan, I think there should be a level of 
banter back and forth. It's part of the game. It is. It is part of the game. And like when we were in college, if we were playing like Washington State on a Saturday and it was nobody in there, we would just randomly pick somebody and start talking crap to them. Like one person. <laughs> right. We'd be like, that's why your seat suck. You know, and the guy's like, well, shut up. You shut up. And like, right, right. we wouldn't get past that. And as soon as we made a shot, I'd be like, that's his fault. <laughs> and you'd be like, what did I even say? You, right. you looked at me wrong, right? And, exactly. And obviously, it's all good at the end of the game. We'll probably sign a shoe, give it to him. It's part of the entertainment. You're entertaining. It's like wrestling, but like with a basketball. Right. It's like you're entertaining. You're supposed to go on the, when you're in a bad city or on the road. Like, you're supposed to do those things. So I don't even think anything of it. I love him for it, and I'm glad he likes you about Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a quote that um, that I've seen that, you know, you've said multiple yeah, yeah. times, and it's, you're going to be a rookie at life, so give yourself a break. Yeah. How did that come about? Well, I was getting freaking anxiety by not knowing what the hell was about to happen. Um, but I dove in head first, and I think when you try to do you know, you, you ever ride your bike as a little kid down a hill? I do that today. And that bike starts to do this. <laughs> yes. And the more you try to, like, control it, the worse it gets. Yes. But when you actually let go a little bit and sit back and relax, that bike starts to steer itself. I think for me, getting in this industry, I had an idea. I had a dream. I had a vision. And then I was getting really hard on myself that things weren't doing this. But I go, you're a rookie, Jimmy. This is your first job. This is your first entrepreneurial thing that you've invested a lot of money into. This is going to take time to adjust, not including, I've never had an employee. I've only worked for myself. Right. I've never had to build an actual business. So it's not just wine. There's an actual business with owners, yeah. with equity. Then there's employees. And then there's our winemakers, which is their schedules their time, their, the, the acknowledgement that they need for working with us, right? So all these things need to be scheduled. And I was getting frustrated with myself that we weren't doing it like this, but we're still learning. Right, right. So after three, almost four years, now we're like, here's where the world is. Here's what we're changing. Here's what we're keeping the same. Here's how we're going to go about the years from now on. Right, right. Because there's all those variables are, it went from this, that big jump, to these. Right. And I can deal with these now. But I had to be patient with myself. I had to really just go, dude, you you love what you're doing, but you don't know what the hell you're doing. So ask somebody. Right. Right? And I felt like I've reached out to some amazing people um, in the industry who have um, really just kind of been like, Oh, dude, we were all there. Like, don't even trip. <laughs> like, we were all there. Like, right. we're all new to this, and I've been doing this 12 years, and I still feel like I'm new to this. So, um, I, I, at this point, I, and that's where the humility comes from. It's like, I haven't done anything. I just make wine, and I love it, and I want to share it. But, like, I'm not a world-renowned that, that comes with years. That comes when I'm 60. That's 20 years from now. And you're like, Channing, I got your first vintage of Chosen. That's that's when you win. That's right. when the humility goes away. Right, exactly. You were uh, recently quoted in an article not too long ago uh, 
saying there are two things about the wine industry that are interesting, and it's a catch-22. People of color aren't necessarily educated about or grow up with wine in their house. It's not just a common thing. It's a luxury good at times. And then people in the wine industry uh, live in like the outskirts of Oregon and don't know how to communicate to get people of color in the industry. Correct. So there's a disconnect. And so my question to you is, in my position, what can I do to help bridge that disconnect? So we're going to talk about this also at IPNC, but what happens is, and I think, I don't know if a lot of people do it on purpose, but a lot of winemakers, a lot of vintners go like this, and they have their 20 acres, and this is all they care about. Right. Right? And they go, if I make the wine, they will come. Instead of putting their head up and going, if we have an extra four or 5,000, I want to market to these places. I want to, not 1,000, but like if I have an opportunity once a year, twice a year, I'm going to go speak somewhere that may be uncomfortable for me. Right. You fall into that part of the river, right, of life, where you are just floating. And sometimes you get a little rocky and sometimes you don't. But as a vintner, as for me, it's easy for me to put my head down and just be like, I just want to sell wine, be successful as a business, and forget about the responsibility I have, not only to this industry, but to, to share this with people. And I forget that if I am on the phone with vintners all day and winemakers, <laughs> I have to untranslate what I'm saying so that's off, not off-putting. Right. I think there are so many people that are interested not only in wine, but the wine industry as a whole has so many opportunities. So what I was saying, so what I'm really saying is, if you have an opportunity to interview somebody in Napa, somebody in Virginia, right. who's a person of color, it doesn't have to be black, it could be Asian, like Cho Wines, amazing people, they're I've, the best. I've interviewed right? them, exactly, yeah. Exactly, and then you go to Virginia, you go to Minneapolis, you go to Austin, and right. you say, who else would you recommend get on here? Right, right. Right. I think that just giving those opportunities, I'm not asking, no one's asking for a handout. Obviously, make right. sure that the wine is good, make sure <laughs> that it makes sense. Right. But also acknowledge, right? The acknowledgement of you are also in this industry, I think is the biggest thing that would help, right? If you recommend, like if whenever I get a tasting, room, hopefully in the next few years, right. somebody goes, man, if you like our wine, go to Chosen Family Wines. They're abs- chanting in them are the absolute best. Yeah. Also, if you have an opportunity to work with our Legacy Harvested or the Roots Fund to educate somebody who's not from the valley, who's not from wine country, right. think about that perspective on your property. Think about that perspective on your painting, right? Right, right. If, you know, when we were going to the NBA, and basketball related, if we are going to the NBA Finals, right? Mm-hmm. They bring in all the scouts, they bring in all the coaches, and they sit around as we're running plays, as we're going over scouts. Why? They want as many extreme, different and extremely intelligent perspectives to have a view on how we can either stop what the other team is doing or how we can continue doing what we're doing better. 
Right. But you can't do that as the head coach. You got to get somebody else in from somewhere else to go. Oh, why don't we just put this flower over here and change the music and maybe have pizza? Oh, I never knew that. Right. That that might work. Oh, hey. Also, I have connections in this city. Why don't we do a dinner here? Oh, now, now you have 50 new members, 100 new members. Now you have distribution in a crazy city you would never have thought of. Right, right. Why? Because you're out of your bubble. I'm not saying be a spike ball, meaning constantly be all over the place. But what I'm saying is just take a little bit of uncomfortableness right. and reach out to somebody that you may not have reached out to. Like look something up that you may not have looked up. Right. 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 Like just do that. And, and I think even for me, it's like, how do I continue to learn? It's hard to say, damn, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I need to do now. Right. How do I reach out to like Thomas Brown? Like, which is crazy. <laughs> right. Right. But I do like, if I want to remember what, like the pinnacle of Sonoma coast is, I like, I go get a rivers Marie and I go, okay, what is this? And then eventually I'll, I'll, text him but like i'll be like yo man like how did you do this what's up and like what is your secret but i right. think you got to be uncomfortable i think the industry has to be uncomfortable because we're missing out on just just talk money we're only talking to 10 percent of america why would we not talk to 100 and maybe we might get 50 right it, it doesn't hurt it does not hurt anybody we're no. all gonna win yeah yeah no it's i know it was a super long-winded answer but i but was no. trying to be elaborate and not just make it like oh give blacks and latinos and you know asians like uh give them handouts we just want acknowledgement right if we're doing right if we're doing as equal to our peers as everyone else is right that's it yeah no and to put yourself in an uncomfortable position that is uh that's a hard thing to do in life in general but once you kind of get yourself outside that bubble a little bit and then you take another little step, just the inner growth that you're doing, you know, in, in doing that process yeah. is just mind blowing. Not to change your mind. I, this is going to sound wild. Why is this? It, I'm going to go with my gut intuition. Okay. okay. This isn't Cab Franc, is it? It is not Cab Franc. Okay. Yeah. I'm just checking. Yep, nope, it's not Cab Franc. Yep, yep, yep. I had a 14 Gramercy Sellers, I think, at Cab Franc. Right. Which is, it was crazy. I can only they imagine. Had some of that same. Right. So I know this is older. Yes, it is. Can you it, give me the country? Is it from America? <laughs> give me the country. Yep, yep. It's, it's, a, it's a new world, uh, new world wine from the States. And God, I, man, that color is not like. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely delicious. Okay, this is bothering me. Hold on. <laughs> I gotta go with my. I haven't done a blind tasting. All right. Hold on. It's not chocolatey. It's not like. It's still got fruit on there. Yeah. This is a, you brought a pinot out here. No, it can't be a pinot, it's too dark for that. Let me go. 
You don't even have to guess. I mean, oh, I don't have to guess. Oh, I thought that was no, 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 no. If you want to, you can. If you don't, it's totally fine. Oh, it's it's in uh, you know the the ball is totally in your court, and you do whatever you want to with it. Dude, this is gonna get me. This is gonna get me riled up for the rest of the night. But I give up. What is this? Well, can I ask you some yeah. rapid fire questions, okay, and then please. we'll yeah. Okay. Um, so when you're just busting out, getting you know a bunch of work done, mm. is there a favorite artist that you like to listen to? Yes, um, I'm doing work, or am I chilling by the pool? Well, however you want to do it. It's normally, I ask the question of like, what music do you listen to during harvest? Oh, uh, like dance or like Rufus do soul. Okay, it's more like. Uh, Music without a lot of lyrics, okay. beats. I just put ed- headphones on and, and just what do you it. need me to do? Right. I'm usually the, I pick up cases of wine. Okay. I'm the biggest guy. <laughs> uh, your favorite indulgent food? Oh, uh, ramen. It's hot on my streets right oh. now. Oh. Ramen is great. Yeah, it is. If you could choose a superpower, what would it be? <sighs> Boy, I'm big into comic books. It would actually be um, Magneto. So the magnetism oh, would right. be, I think people underestimate how powerful that is. That is pretty powerful. So big in the comic books. Yeah. Uh, so Drops of God. Yeah. Have you seen that on Apple TV? No. If you have Apple TV, it's, so Drops of God is based, you know, is a, is a, you know, based off a comic. Yeah. And it's all about wine. Yeah. And it's in uh, French, Japanese, and okay, English. I it's, have to it's, text myself this. Hold on. Yeah. It's, it is so good. All right, what's the next question? I like t- next question is, you know, so when you're doing your blind tastings, yeah. uh, do you hand handwrite them to, to kind of remember, or are they digital? Uh, when I do blind tastings, most of the time I'll handwrite. Okay. And I keep it pretty simple. Um, when I'm in, like, drink wine mode, right. my brain kind of switches yep. to memorize certain smells and... Uh, like feelings and mouth texture, like even this still has a long lasting taste. Like I love whatever this is, right? Is to me, right? Absolutely delicious. Good, good. like great tongue feel, great mouth, yeah, back of the cheeks, but it's not that spicy. It's like no, peppery. It's, yep. it's not like it's it's really freaking good. Yeah, it's it really, is. Really good. Uh, last book you read, or it could be like a podcast or an audio book. Uh, last book that I read was um, uh, Chip Wars. I'm in a reading. I'm in a book club. Right. Uh, so Chip Wars was the last one, um, and then I'm reading all those songs right now. I think it's like Wine Made Easy. Okay. And I always love going back to that because I. Have a have the yips when it comes to Italy. <laughs> There's so much going on, oh. and for me, diving into the business side of chosen to making sure I stay in tune with uh, Oregon. Right. You know, as we grow, I'll start to really kind of re-energize my wine journey with that way. But my wine journey is taking more business approach right now. Right. That which, makes sense. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, good. yeah. All right. So the wine. Yes. Is a 19-year-old Pinot Noir Florida Stop. Lee from Domaine Serene. So a 2004 Florida Lee. What? Hold on. Uh, does anybody... 
I've drinking a lot of wines. There's when you look at that color. It does not look like an 04. It is wild because usually you're gonna get like it's not gonna be that red, deep red. Mm -hmm. That's nope. why I said like a confront, like it was fruity, but like right. little earthy. That's how I was like, there's no way this could be a pinot. It, yeah. But but again, like we talked off camera, it's like you people are starting to go into their parents' cellar mm -hmm. and be like, hey dad, let me try this. 19-year-old Pinot is absolutely fire. Right. Yeah, no, it's... Just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. This is like blowing my mind right now. Well, good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of my favorite vintages was a 09 uh, Beaufrere. And just like... I mean, River Ridge right. is different in All, general. Right, right? yeah, now, yeah, yeah. They're more sequitur. Uh, 15 sequiturs are great. Yeah. Uh, especially if obviously coattails is coattails, right? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like getting some of that older stuff is like so rare. But that's why I love IPNC. That's why I like the Chardonnay. Oh party man! Because I'm trying stuff that don't even make sense, like right. the first Antigua Terra or you know Double Zeros bringing out their first vintage, and you know I was like, well, here's my little wine. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, no, it would be great. Yeah, it'll be great. It's great because you get to do this, but the problem is I have to take pictures. Oh yeah. And go, okay. Like, write a little note in my thing. Like, that was right. this. This was this. Before you get hammered. Oh, right. Because, because it all blends well, together. Yeah. Well, dude, and it's, yeah. you're like, no, I want to try that. But, like, yeah. I'm on a 7 and 8, 9, 10. <laughs> uh, yeah. Might as well give me Mayomi. Just kidding. Never. <laughs> no but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, this is crazy. Yeah, crazy. no, it is good. So, that's all the questions that I have. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, so, thank you. This yeah. has been amazing. Yeah, no, this has been great. I really appreciate you taking the time. No problem. Thank you. Anytime. Anytime. Yeah.